What's good, my treacherous little twins? We're back here with, I don't even know the episode number. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say 12 or 13. Uh, we'll find out later, but it's been close to a month since you last saw us. You definitely didn't miss us because y'all don't know who we are, but we did take a month break to recalibrate, uh, attack this thing fresh. Um, I think I personally have done tons of um, growth and uh, development wellness, during that month. Wellness. Yeah. Wellness. Wealth is health. Um, sorry, health is wealth. That's the same. Um, the a couple of the guys on the podcast were on a cruise together. We've been going all over Florida, weddings. Shout yeah. out, Rayon. Yeah, friend of the show. Someone who's been on the show actually got married. Congratulations to uh, Rayon and his wife, Kubra. Woo! I got, my, uh, I got my appendix removed two weeks ago, so... Wait, no shot. Yeah. No what? shot. JK Law. Oh <laughs> man. All right. You're gonna win your own segment uh for lying about a health condition. Okay, here we go. So a lot happened. Um you, you look, let's not let's not beat around the bush. Uh I think 75% of the cast today is uh composed of Arsenal fans. And I think since our last podcast, Arsenal have managed to win one game out of five now um drew to liverpool once lost to liverpool once uh been losing games left and right um dropping points left and right and the most frustrating thing for me and listen we're gonna talk about a lot of things but i think the trend the 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 way you could describe all the games we've been dropping points or losing in is just wastefulness like the definition of wastefulness man like it we we create so much we hold so much of the ball but football is about you know finishing football is about seizing your moments football is about you know like making the most of when you're dominant in a game because it's not guaranteed to be dominant throughout and we have been so outrageously bad i don't think i've ever seen any team in any stretch like this, be so wasteful in front of goal. What do you guys think? I agree. I agree that, uh, you know, there are some chances that I feel like should have been buried by our strikers or forwards. Uh, but, in, but on the same token, I feel like I, I keep comparing our this Arsenal to the last Arsenal, last season's Arsenal. And some of the goals that we're making were like, oh, my God, like, they just – it could have gone either way. And I feel like this season is just not hitting for us. Like the same shots that Saka and Martin Lee were taking last season, for some reason, we're ending up in the back of the net. For some reason, this year, I feel like they're just not, you know, hitting it on the. Hitting I mean, it, it's not for some reason that like a failure at this level, it's, it's a like genuine problem. Either psychological, I don't know what the hell they're doing in training, but like, there's a what? Huh? Or is it bad luck? Is that is that the question? Bad luck. If it's bad luck, I think this is the worst luck I've seen in football. I don't. Ever. I don't think it's bad luck. Uh, I don't think in the Premier League this entire season we've been convincing. Um, I think we were all hopeful in the beginning that despite us not playing well, we were still getting results, and we were hopeful that eventually we would click. You know, Declan. In the midfield, we no longer have Xhaka. We have a couple injuries. We're like, it's going to take some time for this new system to gel. 
Well, what happened is our defense was no longer able to hold clean sheets and we did not gel. And mm -hmm. although we're creating chances, we, they're never convincing to the point that I actually think we're going to score. Even if it's a point blank range chance, I am never confident anyone on that pitch right now is going to score. Look, it, sure. where where I can maybe, you know, like agree on the luck thing is I don't think I've ever seen a club where every single forward is in the worst patch of form in their entire career at the same exact time. Like Saka looks like he forgot how to kick a ball. Martinelli mm -hmm. has made every single wrong decision in, in attack. Every single one. Trossard looks completely lost. Jesus is either out of the game or when he's on it is getting bodied, taking a bad first touch. Like Jesus taking a bad first touch to me, that's like, if there's one thing you could count on that guy to do, it's that. And if he's fumbling that, then like we need to fully reevaluate. Eddie has just been Eddie, you know, like uh, it's completely normal for him to go like stretches, uh, you know, without scoring. We cannot attribute our downfall to like, Oh, Eddie couldn't save us. If our if our games rely on Eddie and Ketia scoring, so, so you bring up Eddie. Eddie. I think I think the reason why Eddie is so frustrating is you look at the Liverpool game that we just played. Despite the fact that Kai Havertz didn't have the best game, I can remember multiple times throughout the game where Kai was in possession, he was creating a chance, he was involved. Eddie will go the majority of the game and you don't even realize he's playing. He's just not present. Like he does not create those chances. I guess it's not fair to say he doesn't create those chances, but he doesn't find those pockets of space or make those runs to open up the play and make it, make it easier on himself and help those around him. Whereas I feel like Kai, at least from what we saw with the Liverpool game, even though he doesn't necessarily score or look convincing, he does make those chances. You know what it is also? Like, I agree with what you just said, but it's like, I think because our team is so young, these players look to each other, right? And right now there's no one to look at besides maybe Odegaard. Odegaard, I think, is the one player that's been playing at a level where, you know, he can not be ashamed of what he's been doing, right? And Declan Every Rice. I throw Declan Rice in there, too. Declan Rice, yeah, mm -hmm. but it, even to his standard, I don't think he's been there, to be honest. Like, I, I think, I think you know, Declan Rice, Saliba, these players have been on their game, man. Like, I just feel like, you know, a couple of uh, episodes ago, I feel like I, I said in this pod that I feel really strong about our defense. And I'm not going to lie them the type of goals we're conceding are kind of an anomalies. Like, yeah, no, they're crazy. These goals we're conceding are crazy, but unique. Yeah, like a ricochet here and there, uh, a, a crazy shot connecting first time. Like, but I think there has been a couple individual errors, namely like Zinchenko, causing a lot of our, you know, misfortunes. But I, I think. You know, we're we're all admit still that like you know, despite some of the goals being unlucky, it's still our fault. If you look at our games at the beginning of the season, we didn't even allow opponents to get into a position where they could force luck to make something happen, right? Like there's way too many dodgy moments in our back line right now, and it's not something we were seeing before. Maybe, it, it, look, football is an emotional sport, right? 
maybe it's come to a point where the back line is seeing our attackers miss chance after chance after chance. And just like for the fans at home, it's frustrating. They might be losing focus out of frustration, right? Is it acceptable for a top level footballer to be letting emotions, you know, carry them like affect how they're performing? No, but like these players are young and I think emotions are always going to be part of the game. Also, I'd like to welcome Forrest, uh, who uh, is showing up a little late today, but it's all good. Um, uh, apologies. You're actually missing out because we're we're into a good discussion about Arsenal's downfall. So I, I, I know you, I, Keep going, keep going. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, here's the other thing, right? Yes, it's it's been a good number of games lost, right? A good number of points lost. But we were top of the league literally, I think, 14 days ago, right? Like, and we're not far off the top yet, right? I, I, I've been caught in two minds lately. Like, I, for one side of me wants to be really angry because I, I don't want to have a complacent point of view, right? I don't want to be okay with Arsenal sitting fourth, right? But the other part of me knows where I was a, as a fan three years ago, where even if you offered me our current state, I would bite your hand off. Fourth place, we're in the Champions League. Absolutely, I'll take it. But if we want to move forward as a club, that can't be acceptable. And that's why I'm not letting myself, you know, be this level-headed person. I think if, as a big club, you fail to win five out of your last six games, you have every, you have a responsibility to be angry. For sure, for sure. But I feel like some of these Arsenal fans calling for Arteta's head is kind of crazy. Look, that's a little crazy. If there's any guy that could get us out of it, it's him. But we're we're in a bad spot right now, and like, like I don't... there's there's a difference between being critical and being all doom and gloom. You know, questions have to be asked of the manager because we did spend a considerable amount of money in the summer. We put our faith in certain players. And we're not the type of club that can routinely spend that transfer window after transfer window after transfer window. We spent a significant amount of money, over 100 mil, 100 mil on one player alone, and we are worse off than we were last season. Again, I'm not calling for Arteta's head, but we have to question, are the decisions he's making in terms of who he's integrating into the squad, a.k.a. Kai Havertz, are they worth the 50 million? Yeah, especially when like other managers like uh what's his name? Ange? No. Oh. And sure, but like uh the Aston Villa guy. He's doing it with less of a squad, less of a budget, and he, you know, he's playing great football. I th- I think yeah, I think he's I think Mahmoud's right. Like I think there's some mistakes that Archita had, and which is like you you know, you're a first time manager, you're allowed to have these mistakes. I think more so not buying Havers. I think letting go of Xhaka was the biggest mistake he did. Nah, 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 nah. nah, nah. Can... Even like you talking about wages, you talking about whatever you need to fill. That player could have provided so much more other than just like a. He can be a squad player. I'm not telling him to start every game. I think I think what you with Xhaka the biggest like let or downfall of that has been Martinelli's form. Like yeah. Martinelli not having a good left back or left center mid to help him do his thing has like really like he's like by himself almost every game. Like Zinchenko is not an overlapping left back and Havertz can't be the kind of guy to keep getting the ball to Martinelli in good spots. 
So it's been it's been bad for Martinelli, even though yeah, like Jaka was good at other stuff too. But that was probably like his biggest thing from last season. Listen, bro, somebody who knew what Arteta wanted in that left CM position. I feel like none of our players <laughs> right now know what the. Hell I think you guys were in. You were in for Gundo on this too, right? On a free, like that was like Arteta's first choice. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. But that but look, it, it didn't happen. I think the biggest like damning of what Arteta and all our players are doing right now is that we are looking to Granit Xhaka as our savior. Look, I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to disrespect Granit Xhaka. He, he's, he's a good player. Uh, last year for us, he was a really important player. But I always said Xhaka cannot be a mainstay in a team that's going to compete to win everything. Moving past Xhaka was needed we have failed to do it well, but that does not mean that Jaka. I don't. Is I don't think. Sick. I don't think. When I say that, I don't mean Jaka personally. I think the profiling has changed. Like Arteta's, like he wants now. He wants like these six foot tall, brute, like not brute, but like physical midfielders, and that that's just different from how he played last season. No, so I, I feel agree. Like any other Jaka type would have been a better move than well, like well, even like can... I see the links to Onana now, and I'm like I'm a little confused. What you can totally question is the fact that Arteta has reworked so much of his system when yeah. a lot of our demise at the end of last season was due down to personnel, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, we've talked a ton about, you know, like what that Saliba Tomiyasu injury against sporting did for our season. I just think it, it, it look, he, he's a student of pep. Pep is known in the past for overthinking things. Right. And I think maybe Arteta had changed to something that didn't need to be changed. But maybe, look, football is full of what-ifs, right? Maybe had we kept the, the system the exact same, we're sitting six right now, right? Or maybe if if Saka, Martinelli, and Jesus could, you know, bag one goal out of the 56 chances, we're sitting here not talking about anything, right? It's all fine margins, and, like, I don't want to, you know, burn the house down. But at the same time, I see these, like, Arteta sexuals on Twitter talking about, like, Oh my God! Everything's uh, you guys are stupid for criticizing. Da, 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 da. There's a there's a middle ground, and I think a lot of us here are aligned there. And I hope everyone listening is is as well. I, I think that that's the thing with like teams that are good for like a year or so. Like other teams start figuring them out. You know, mm-hmm. they play a certain way and then hit on a counter. You know, and they get them every single time. Mm-hmm. So for that, like I think you know all the good managers don't have one good season. Mm-hmm. All the good managers have an extended period of seasons where they get figured out, they tweak things along the way, and they get back to being good again. Look would you, at, he would finishes, you say that? Um... He goes back to first and second, you know, that like he tweaks it. Pep, same thing, you know. So so I think I think Arteta needs that criticism mm-hmm. to start tweaking things and figure things out to but look, 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 look. What's our new challenge this season, right? Our, our new challenge this season is breaking down low blocks that we didn't face that often last season. What's happening right now? We are breaking down low blocks and just not finishing, right? Like as a coach, how much more can you really do? Like we're not blind, right? We're not these guys on TikTok or Twitter that just look at score lines after the game and are like, oh, Arsenal played horribly, right? Like, we are seeing blatant, like, terrible, terrible play. The one game where we didn't deserve to win, weren't creating chances, was the full-arm one, right? Bad games are going to happen. But as for the rest of, like, the bad results in, the, in our latest run, 
we have everything required to win. We're just not doing it, you know? That's but why could I'm you like, say also that Arteta is very, I want to say maybe stubborn with his plan A? Like, oh, absolutely. Whenever I, I see very similar game plans, no matter what the result is of like the subs he likes to make, what time he likes to do them. At one point, he was like taking off Martinelli every certain like 60th minute every game when that's probably not the best move. I feel like he, I don't, I don't want to say it's like an ego thing, but he's very like strong on what he wants to do, even if it's absolutely. not coming off. Yeah. And, and that's like, I feel that's, that's another criticism you can make that maybe he needs to change how he reacts in game. He's a control freak, totally. And, yeah. and I think when you think about football too much, you sometimes forget that, like, hey, sometimes maybe throwing on a, a Smith Rowe who hasn't scored in 10 months or a, a a kid whose dream it is to score in the Emirates, maybe that little thing could be the difference between him whiffing the ball like Saka or him making sure he takes his chance, right? I, I When you do football coaching at the level these guys do, I think sometimes they forget the human element right and, and i know we spent a lot of time on this arsenal topic if you guys have stuff to say feel free to add but like good segue i think one coach that is incredible at embracing the human element of football is jurgen klopp whose team currently sits first in the premier league knocked us out of the cup they're flying right now what do you guys think i don't want to talk about them <laughs> I don't want to talk about that, man. Look, can yeah, I be to, honest? To his credit, he is making the most out of what he currently has available with his squad. Um, he, I mean, regardless of who prioritizes the FA Cup or not, in the day, you always want to win every game that's in front of you. He came to the Emirates with obviously not his first choice. Throwing on the youth, especially at the end, was pretty embarrassing. And they, no Van Dyke or Salah. Yeah, and they 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 pulled off a, a smash and grab at the end. And you know, I, I we did that all the time last season, um, many instances, and it it sucks, but he deserves all that credit because um, he's making the most of the resources he has in front of him right now. And I think we we spoke about this way before when we we're doing like our predictions. He has such like an array of different attackers and midfielders that he's always like throwing around and and waiting for certain one of them. Like someone's always in form. Like I think now Luis Diaz has kind of stepped up a bit since Salah has left. Uh, Nunez is still being Nunez, but like who knows if Nunez could get a purple patch soon. Like like no one, it's never been like none of them are clicking like at other clubs like you guys or or Chelsea or something. Like someone is always scoring goals for them. I, I don't see them going on a consistent run to be quite honest with you like i see them you know balancing out the results like they'll, they'll win like three games in a row they'll, they'll draw maybe get a loss here and there and it'll all balance out i don't see them going on a run where it's just 12 wins in a row like something like city does like i realistically with their squad i just don't see that happening and you know trent is just on fire right now and I feel like, as far as said, I feel like much of their gameplay is like that individual brilliance that takes them over yeah. the top. Confidence grows within the team, and everybody kind of gets fired up, and they all click. Like it's just like every pass is getting to the right perfect no, square. Th- that's really what it is. I've yeah. never, I've never seen a team hit their passes so perfectly when they need to. Like it's yeah. you could be suffocating Liverpool. It doesn't even have to be Trent. I feel like even. 
like other role players on that team could just even endo has been good dude endo has been good it's crazy (laughs) freaking endo and it's so frustrating because you could do everything right and one bit of quality that they all seem to have just dismantles you it's nuts the way liverpool dismantles our defense is absurd like every like the flicks they pull off it's like Literally one inch over Saliba's head, going off the, behind his head, and somebody's running onto the freaking ball perfectly, and the goalkeeper can't reach the ball with the one inch, and Jota's chipping him over. It's like, I don't know, like it just. I feel like they have. There's like our. I think it's experience and playing together for so for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the point I always bring up when we talk about Arsenal and like how they're close to being the title contender but they're never there mm-hmm. because the team is one of the youngest in the premier league they don't have experience they don't have play, experience playing with each other and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I, I always bring up madrid and like how that team has been playing together for 10 years yeah, you know yeah. and it's just like clicks always clicks because they and they, they have the experience and they play together very well yeah. again chelsea not the same way no chemistry no mm-hmm. no experience as well but with experience too, I want to say like Liverpool also have a lot of players that commit to playing like like a lot of their forwards also make the runs in behind. They'll do a lot of this like the the hard work that maybe other clubs like these wingers want the ball to their feet. The striker wants the ball to their feet. Like you need players that are just going to crash the box and keep on making those runs, even if it's not getting to them. But they to, do your, well. to, your, to your point, Aziz, I think it takes a time. It takes time for a group of players or a team to cement themselves as a top four team. Mm-hmm. Like teams will finish in the top four and then next season, like you don't, you won't see them in the top four for several years to get to that point where you're cemented in the top four for consecutive seasons. Like what, what Wenger initially had with our club consecutively, we were always at that top four level because we always had a core group of players that somehow stayed. And then, you know, one or two additions in and out, we never, reach that point of title contender i think arteta right now the minimum he has to do is to ensure that we at least gel and get cemented as a top four team and not backtrack because what were we finished like seventh eighth eighth under him and finally we get to that top four spot if he maintains this trajectory and it continues over the next several years, and he never surpasses that top four bump all the way to the top. Then, then at that point, you have to say it's a failure. I agree, but let's let's keep it on Liverpool, right? I, I want to give some more credit to uh, Trent because I don't want to th- talk about them, man. I, I think I think he snatched uh, Kyle Walker's goat prem right back chain after letting him wear it for two days. I think it went yeah, like Neville had it. Walker had it for like a month and then Trent said, give me that shit, bro. Because <laughs> you don't think Walker ever had it? No, no. Gary Neville. <laughs> Who had it? Not Gary Neville. <laughs> Dog, I, the Prem has been starved of right backs. <laughs> that was better. Right? Ivanov- Ivanovich? Ivanovich was so much better. Yeah, resume, can... gang. Resume. What about uh, Ashley Cole? Left back. Left back, gang. Somebody delete that clip. (laughs) Ivanovich was good. Uh, Who else? Zakaria Senya. Senya. He was pretty good. (laughs) Valencia was good. Well, look, all all those players don't matter. It's it's one guy. And, you know, the the most ironic thing is he's not all that good at being, like, a right back. He's just kind of, like, right. You know what I mean? 
but um he's he's really made the position his own this guy has aura up to his neck like I I'm seriously a huge huge. I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were a big Trent guy. Like I'm not gonna surprising lie. to me. I'm he, not gonna I'm, lie. This I, guy is him. Huh? I can't stand he the guy. End his career better to be better than Devin Beckham. I've been saying that. Yeah, you know, as he's has been hey, saying. I've been saying that he's good. Like the talent is there. The numbers are there. Devin oh, Beckham. He's, he's he needs to make. Good. He needs to make that move then, like out of Liverpool. Oh, certain bro, point. Madrid probably got him first on their list. Like, no. bro, he he's you know you know what he the exact word I'd use and it's gonna sound corny but like he's like a Galactico type player where like sure he plays football and he does all the passing whatever but he has like a thing like this guy yeah. can turn a game on its head you know what I mean like he plays completely like with vibes and I think football is missing so many of those players today and it's uh, I understand. He's not gonna fit in Madrid, and so. he won't leave Liverpool. That's his boy. He probably won't leave. Yeah, he, he's from the area. He's not from Madrid. Trust me, Madrid would not sign him. Also, mm. yeah, signed Bex. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Bex. no, that was a long time ago when they like the signings didn't make any make sense. sense. So Madrid would go for like a Davies mm. type of guy, like oh Galactico. Bro, you guys are broke, man. You're not getting like, anyone. He whatever, like he can do everything, you know, but. Trent is like they're looking for a profile like Carvajal, but better. You know, it's not Wait, gonna fit. No. Hey, did he just say what I think he just said? You got Carvajal's Danny Carvajal ahead of Trent. Nah, nah, nah. he said Derek Carvajal. No, he but... said Trent is better than he said he wants the better then, version of Carvajal. Carvajal. Is a very good defender as well. You know, mm-hmm. maybe like he's getting older, he's not like being as well. But Danny Carvajal on his day. Bro, we oh, are on not, his day. We, we could do on his day for anyone. We, we are not put me on my day could go against Debbie <laughs> Carvajal, bro. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> not what? watching Madrid, then, man. I honest to God, I'm not. Honest yeah. to God, I'm not watching Madrid games. I promise you, when he retires, shouts for the goaded. You know, he's Dude. gonna go toe to toe with Danny Danny Alves. I promise you that, bro. Oh, oh stop, stop, stop. No, Danny Carvajal's Danny legacy is like being a. FIFA pack filler, bro. He, he's no, not doing no, no. nothing. Madrid never won a Champions League in this era without Danny Carvajal. The minute he you could say that about any player on that what team, that modern why the hell are we talking about Carvajal? How the, like... no, no, we're talking about Carvajal because of uh, Trent. Danny Carvajal, when he came back from dude, he won the best right back in the Bundesliga when Philip Lam was so crazy. I can't man. believe he just he just did the get in there, make it about you. With the... <laughs> With, with the trend discussion, that's crazy, dude. I probably, dude, Danny Carvajal is so disrespectful. I can't believe this. And I will. I, I'm gonna disrespect him more now because he said that. Yeah, no. this whole I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start disrespecting him. <laughs> <laughs> I was indifferent before, but now I have a agenda. Um, huh. but look, the question is, we're talking about Liverpool. Can they stay there? They're first right now. Can they be there in the end? What are the next fixtures looking like? I vote. I, mean, I vote yes. You yeah, vote yeah. yes. I vote yes, and I I think even with the group of guys they have right now, I don't think they need any signings. I think, I think you know when when Tiago comes back if he's real, and and McAllister gets back in, bro. That guy, that <laughs> McAllister guy... gets back in the team. I think they'll be all right. I think that's the it. biggest like Mandela effect of all time. Tiago's not a real football player, bro. He's not, like, dude. <laughs> I don't know what the hell, but uh, they they're getting a lot of their guys back, so I I think mm. they're in good shape. But I personally. 
still don't tip them to win it. I don't either. I don't see it happening. Everyone has City now? Is that the pivot to City? Back to City? KDB back, bro. Back to City. This is cinema. What they're writing. And, yo, if he pulls this off, if he comes back and drags City from, like, joint fourth to runaway runaway winners... They're he still might, Man City, bro. He might be they're the still Man City, but they're not moving like Man City right now. I'm gonna be totally honest. Like if he comes back know. and he and they start moving like City again, that's key factor. He's that's, him, that's the man. Factor. And that's, I hate saying it, bro, because last season he showed like a, a a cockiness. But like, if you can back it up, be as cocky as you want, man. Like, dude, all the options suck. Either City win four in a row, or Liverpool win their twentieth. Or, or you guys win. Or Unai right, Emery like, wins. That, okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's not looking good, bro. I kill myself. It's not looking good at all, man. Or Chelsea uh, wins the FA Cup, you know? I told you about the FA Cup, bro. Have some respect. That's how we're getting into Europe. Or up the tune. I don't know. But, yeah, KDB's haircut looking like he's about to throw some waves in there, bro. Bro, he's he, What is it? They scored like hard. three goals after he came on. Did he get any assists or anything? But you know what? He's the most... He had one assist. He's the most aura-less player of all time. Like, he... he I can find that guy in the Publix down here. Like... That man just gets red when he gets angry. That's all. Or or tired. But I'm still... Talk? I'm still really afraid of him, to be honest. I, I think... Um, you know, like when I think things are going well for us and bad for the other teams, the opposite tends to happen. So now I'm going to invest all my stocks into a Liverpool City title race and hopefully uh, we sneak it. What do you guys think? This is something like I think about all the time because of last season. What do you guys think of this um, situation of like chasing versus being chased, right? Like leading from the front or being the team that's in second, like right there. What do you think is a better position? Especially at this point in the season. How many instances of chasing have we had recently? So, okay, this is Besides, like, I guess last season. This is interesting. Uh, so, the last six times that both Arsenal and Liverpool were top of the league at Christmas, all of us went to lose all six times. So, the to City. So, these two clubs historically have shown an inability to maintain a lead versus City. That's why. And and I think it's entirely a mentality thing, right? We could talk all day about like strength of schedule, da 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 da. But I like that we're not in first right now, as long as we remain in touching distance. I, I think I think we need to take a step back. Okay, apart from apart from last season, I don't think we're in the discussion of leading versus chasing. You don't think so? <laughs> I'm honest with you. It's it's only happened last season. Apart from that, we have not been relevant over the past. 10 years I think but, but last season is the most relevant uh, three seasons ago is not relevant you know what I yeah mean? we're like, talking about like liverpool whatever the, whatever the case might be like would you, yeah would you rather be like uh, objectively though the arsenal are bad at both leading and chasing when it comes to <laughs> okay <laughs> but if you're talking about being city versus liverpool or even like any team if you are right at the heels of number one and you're the number two spot and you're just a point or two off i think i'd rather be in that two spot throughout the season and clinch it right at the end because you get that little that fire that hunger every game to be like this could be the one where we top them this could be the one where they top them and especially if you face them head to head then that's a big big boost 
But there's also something to be said about like the demoralizing factor of like always yeah. hoping that team drops points and it's like a Goliath like city that doesn't. You Dude, I mean? hate hate watching when you you need someone to lose and they win is like the worst feeling. Dude. Dude, too many times. It. But lately, the city hate watches have been really successful. Maybe the manager should like change the communication with the team, where like he doesn't talk about like, oh, maybe they'll drop points, and more mm-hmm. like we have to mm-hmm. emphasize winning every single game, getting so having winning every single game, getting to that like total tally point with like them winning every single game until the season. Right. So it really depends, like how the managers like play this psychological game with the. I would say it's even more on the players in the lo- or, uh, dressing room who have the most experience in those moments. Like who's stepping up in Arsenal's to say, you know, everyone calm down. This this is title race. We'll be all right. You know, like, you know who has that? The real answer, and this is the worst possible thing. I think the dude that be stepping up for us is Zinchenko, and that really pisses me off. I think he's the type to be like, you know what, guys, coach is right. If we want to win, it's on us. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. Like, ah, uh, it, it it hurts. It really does. But we'll see. Uh, Forrest, while you're here, let's just knock it out. Uh, Chelsea, same spot we left them at before our little break. Uh, tenth place where you could count on them. Thought it's that? actually insane. We can win like seven in a row, and we move up one place. <laughs> We've actually been okay. We've been decent. We're still 10th. Yo, streets are talking about something good. No, no, I will say, though, like in the last few weeks, it's it's better progress. And if we're talking point tally, you know, only I'm looking at it right now, six points off six. It's, it's a win or two, you know. We're, we're doing that, you know, pints and chit chat with that. But no, nah, nothing's changed, man. Nothing's changed. <laughs> We'll be okay though. I'm not too. I don't even like like relegation safe. You think? Yeah, yeah we're safe. Yeah, we'll we're be safe. Let's go. Yo, shout out Nibs though for the the Newcastle bottom ten or ninth tenth shout. It's it's on track right now. Oh, those that's guys. It. It's not over though. That's true. That's true. I, know, I mean, like same thing. If they said it, Chelsea would be ninth, and that's also on the cards. So I don't know. But you yo, guys want the cards. Aston Villa being good. That's true. No, you. Mm-hmm. Someone had them at fourth, right? I had you? them high. I had them. I had them fifth. I think. But uh, can't wait for that episode, dude. When we go through it, because yeah, no, it's so bad. Yeah, no. we we <laughs> were out there going over in this. Did I just not get the invite. Yeah, you weren't a part of the cast till then. To be honest, no. um, yeah, that was the most like that was the worst episode too. We were all speaking like we had a script. It was yeah, bad. we were nervous. <laughs> ah, I'm not gonna hold you. But yo, I think the person that's taking Newcastle spot is West Ham. Thoughts on those guys? Because <laughs> they're kind of moving. Oh, those crazy. guys are good. Yeah, they're those good, guys are... dude. David Moist is just coaching victories after victories. Like whatever he needs to do, he's getting the results. But and the season does not feel cool. real. Clicking. There's a reason why they hired him after yeah. Sir Alex. He saw something. Okay. <laughs> Yo, no. David Moist was always good. If you don't remember, Everton were good. They were good. They were like they were like mid table good. David Moyes was given a Premier League uh, champion side, and but no one listens. That's the issue. But Marine football football changed so fast in those years. He had an inform RVP up top. Reno went to United, (laughs) couldn't cut it. All these tier winners went to United. They couldn't do it. You know, so much pressure there. Did we do it? Did you guys do a United portion already? 
No, we're just perfect segue. Let's run into that, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know what there's much to talk about. I was, I was the earliest, I think, on the planet (laughs) to start questioning uh, Ten Hag's seat as manager. And like, I mean, let's let's just give a quick recap of their last couple results: the draw at Anfield that they celebrated to the moon, right? Lost to West Ham. Was losing to Villa 2-0 till you know Emery did Emery things and United ended up <laughs> winning 3-2. Uh and then they lost to Forest, and then today they beat the mighty Wigan Athletic. So look, I'm gonna kind of um go against my own word here. I think United should give him some more time to uh settle <laughs> the ship. And I'm not even joking. Like I bro, like you know what I realized watching? I, I watched the West Ham game and I watched the Forest game. These players suck. Like, they are so bad. Like, none of them know what they're doing. And it might be a thing where, like, they're not really vibing with the manager anymore. So they're, like, downing tools. But, like, it's, it's so bad. The standard is so bad there, bro, that I can't even – you can't even fault the manager. Before I was saying, like, what are the tactics? The players – are not in a place to be doing tactics. They can't take a first touch. But dude, I think the funniest outcome is that now Jaden Sancho is betting yeah. his own rever- a resurgence versus Ten Hag's career because there's oh. no buy option. It's just a straight loan for four months. He gets to see who's going to do better, me or the manager. And then and he gets to going, come back. He's going back to Dortmund. And and I don't know if you caught yeah. this part, but when he transferred there uh Dortmund was doing their warm weather training in Marabella Spain which is where him and Foden go to every summer to go yeah, and he, he missed he missed the medical apparently he like slept he in overslept bro that guy's hilarious <laughs> uh but yo dude I think Sancho probably is gonna win this war like yeah like chances are very good but I I don't think it'll be because he's gonna go to Dortmund and like tear it up I, I just think mm-hmm. like Ten Hag is just gonna end up doing a little bit. No, you know it's bad when when Ten Hag every before every game he's like, yeah, me and the new owners were really good friends. I like them a lot. Like, <laughs> please, please keep me. How about Greenwood though? Oh yeah, Greenwood's rocking it in. Whoa, Liga, oh, I man. forgot about him. No cap, dude, I forgot about him. There's no I'm chance coming back though. Is there? Is he loan? I mean, yeah, there's like every chance he's coming back. Oh. That whole situation is really absurd i'm not gonna lie but look we we if he wasn't injured every week we would have been playing a guy with like slightly less worse allegations because they don't yeah. went and videotaped his um but like he's hooping yeah i i just love that they're in a position where they have to make this decision like yeah. either way it's gonna be hilarious yeah <laughs> And, and we here at Pariah Pod strongly condemn sexual right. violence. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna clip that? Yeah. <laughs> Any uh, kind of. Yeah, but you know it's what? A good Fo- Fo- football is a really messed up place where you know we give these athletes tons of money when they're young and they turn it. They think they're like demigods that could do whatever, and it ends up leaving a lot of uh, victims on this earth. And clubs will always pretend to peddle the moral high ground and, you know, like stay on top of everything that's moral. But the second, you know, profits are in jeopardy, Champions League revenues in jeopardy, these things begin to change. Um, so, 
you know, we're not here to speculate on that. I'm just saying Greenwood could really help their situation out. Um, Little plug for the future segment on the show, Assholes at the Prem, coming soon. Yeah, we're, we, we got a on that. Like, it's, it's, Stay it's, tuned, it's, stay it's, tuned. Great. Um, anything else, guys? Anything Any else? transfer rumors you guys excited about? Or I'm not about the Mbappe rumor. Ah, Dude, Mbappe, hey, my fault, man. Hey, my fault, man. Mbappe to Madrid for the 900 billionth time. Give him to us, bro. Please, you can take him. Honestly, I'm just is- glad he's not going to Liverpool, bro. I'm not gonna lie; those midweek reports scared the hell out of me. I, if you gave Klopp uh, Mbappe, wrap it up, man. Nunu, Nunu, and Mbappe, dude. Double striker forward two is rats. Yeah, Mbappe might actually have Nunez killed. <laughs> Yo, call, calling him Nunu is even crazier yeah. than having him. I was like, is that Nunu mean uh, long, long, long? Absolutely. Uh, you know, you know, uh, go ahead. How many signed for Liverpool? What? Yeah. Jude. Uh, Jude Bellingham signed for Liverpool. Oh, so. yeah. That's the trifecta, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> But uh, excited for Ivan Tony to Arsenal. It's happening this January. And uh, you know, what I was thinking, Kieran and Tyranny, should we take him back? Yeah, now nah, we're finished. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yo, yo, we are hell that Arteta took, bro. Like, oh that's a bad take. God, that's actually man. a bad take because Timber, Timber, and Tumiasa were healthy. So no, 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 no. no. You can't Timber, have a fourth. Option. Timber was hurt, and he still let him go. No, that's true. Tierney left after Timber. Tomiyasu's a right back. Bo, it's so clear. Arteta doesn't rate Tierney because he's an overlapping fullback, and we don't overlap. We we invert. So it's like it's a it's a move point. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, bro. Tierney's a proper left back. You know, like, and he doesn't work with our system. Great player. I wish him all the best. It's not gonna work out. Hey, hey, thoughts on Amadou Onana? Dog, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't know why we're replacing Partey a season early when no one in our team can bag. Like, and Partey it, is a way better passer than that guy, too. I know, but I, I think it's a future play. Kid's young, right? In the but summer, it makes more sense. Partey is just never going to play for us again because he can never stay fit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The funniest transfer rumor to me is Benzema. Eric Dyer going to Bayern Munich. I think ah. that's one of the greatest failing upward stories in football that I've ever seen. There's there's a good number. A lot of the Man United signings are just like make-a-wish signings. But I, I saw for in reference to that Dyer one, there's a slight update. Apparently now Bayern are thinking about getting the guy that Tottenham want, this this Genoa center back that Tottenham were going to get and then move Dyer to Bayern. Uh, so as yeah. of now, the play is Bayern get their guy and Dyer stays at Tottenham, which would be hilarious. Yeah. But got, also, got, we didn't talk about Timo Werner to Spurs. Yeah, so I was about to say that's like the most typical Tottenham move, bro. That's the most FIFA like... career mode signing when you're playing and then another team does something really random. Like I don't know what <laughs> I they're just, cooking they, over. I there. like you see, like Sun is going to like Asia Cup for a month, and Timo Werner is the first name that comes to mind. It's yeah, so dude. funny to me, dude. <laughs> they said, "I want Iguodala." <laughs> How's Werner no, how's, how's been doing? No idea. Really? No. Bro. I had, a, I had a quick Twitter check on him. They were not, not saying nice things, so I don't know. <laughs> but you know, the Bundesliga is such a wild card, bro. Like, yeah. you could bring a baller for the Bundesliga and they could suck, 
and you could bring a dude who looks AI generated and he can tear the league apart. So I, I don't know. Huh? Like who? I mean, there's one guy. Holland? Yeah. Havertz? Oh, well, Holland tear, tear them apart. Cuckoo? Dude, La Liga's okay. as but well. Liga became a baller. Did Endo come from Ta- Tomiyasu? I'd never heard of him. He came from Bundesliga. And he no, was a Bundesliga. came from Italian league. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, sorry, Genoa, Genoa. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or Bologna. Oh, yeah, Bologna, Bologna. You're right. He was, dude. Same category. Yeah. Bologna. What is the last banger that came from the Bundesliga? I think it's De Bruyne. Holland. Gundogan, Gundogan came from Bundesliga. But dude, their team was stacked though. Gundogan was uh, underrated. They smashed Madrid four one. But I remember when Gundogan was bought, we were like, "Why?" And Yago. Kunku came. In Kunku. Yago. Yeah. He was throwing ass and trading and got hurt. <laughs> Didn't Thiago come from Bayern? Yeah, Thiago yeah, did. like six <laughs> games, bro. Aziz has more prem game time than Thiago, man. <laughs> I miss when uh, Tottenham bought Soldado. He had a, he had a great Tottenham yeah. career. Those six transfers. Yeah. yeah, more clubs need to get $100 million and then spend it all on garbage. Those are so fire, dude. <laughs> Oh, one of the, yeah. Daniel Levy said, that. watch this. <laughs> one Erickson, of was... Erickson turned out good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, look, hey, we're we're almost close. Actually, we're at time. Uh, we're gonna do shorter episodes from now on because nobody is listening to these. Please like listen to these, please. Please. <laughs> um, um, TikTok clips coming your way. Like, hit the button, subscribe. Turn on a bell. I don't really, I don't even know how to do that to be honest. But if you can figure it out, go and do that. Uh, click our link tree. We got way more episodes on our link tree. Um, check out our TikTok shop. Check out IG Reels. Oh, hold on. Where are the revenues? At? I ain't got um, <laughs> uh, Yeah, we'll discuss contracts later, guys. The royalties. <laughs> thank, thank you for watching, and we'll see you later. Peace. Bye. Bye.